0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're taking a closer look at what it takes for the Bureau of Labor and Statistics to declare their numbers for GDP and ultimately when they declare that we're in a recession. So why is this important for real estate investors? Well, interest rates keep rising because inflation's high and the economy is strong. The economy is strong is that part of the narrative that is continuing to fuel inflation expectations in the eyes of the Fed. We know intuitively that the economy in Nebraska is very different than the economy in California. So knowing that fact, we could conceive it possible that if one state could be in economic expansion, it's possible that another might be in economic contraction. We've long said that real estate is hyperlocal. Well, so too is the economy. When the Bureau of Labor and Statistics comes out with their GDP numbers, They also look at the numbers for the individual states. In fact, they publish the data on the Federal Reserve Bank of Philadelphia's website. These numbers are called the State Coincident Indices, or SCI for short. In order for the entire country to be declared to be in a recession, then at least 26 states must show economic contraction. Even if 25 of the most populous states representing 82% of the nation's population Are in recession, then the country would still be declared not to be in a recession according to the current methodology. You could have all of those low population states moving sideways, or at least maybe in mild growth, and if that were to happen, you would still not be in recession. Although I suspect if that were really the case, they would probably correct the measurement, but so far they haven't. The other thing that the Federal Reserve Bank of Philadelphia reports is the revised data for GDP. The revised data is more accurate than the preliminary numbers, and the preliminary numbers get announced with much fanfare each month. There's almost always revisions. For example, in early 2008, there were only nine states showing negative growth, according to the state coincident indices. In April of 2008, the preliminary report showed that the economy had somehow grown by an annual rate of 3.2 percent in the first quarter, and by June, the revision of the numbers showed that the economy had in fact grown at 3.7%, not 3.2. By the third revision of the exact same numbers for Q1, it was clear that the real numbers for real GDP were in fact minus 1.6%. So the revision went from positive 3.7 to minus 1.6, and that's a huge, huge disconnect. That's a huge oops. In fact, the revised numbers also showed it was clear that 47 states were in fact in recession, not nine. Even days before the collapse of Bear Stearns and Lehman Brothers, the Fed was still saying that the economy was fine. It was only when AIG and other major banks started sounding the alarm bell that the Fed finally admit that there was indeed a problem and they needed to step in and help rescue the financial system. The Fed today is not seeing anything on their dashboard. And that's part of the reason why, I suspect, Federal Reserve is not sounding any alarm bells. Everything is fine. Nothing to see here. Move right along. It's hard to make good decisions when you're working with bad data as your inputs to the decision-making process. In October of 2022, just a few months ago, there were 27 states already showing negative growth according to these state coincident indices. The size of the state and the impact on the national economy has no bearing on the declaration whether the nation is in recession. California is treated the same as Rhode Island. Each of these numbers at the state level are being reported using real GDP adjusted for inflation with local state-level CPI metrics. While the numbers are still preliminary, when we look at other data such as consumer spending and import-export data for the nation, we can see that the numbers for November are down compared with October. It seems that the government is doing everything they can to avoid using the R word. The word recession is a political hot potato. And no government wants a recession while they're in power. The governing party is almost always getting the blame for the recession. So it's safe to say that we will not hear about a recession until well after the fact until really there's no avoiding it. But we live in an upside down world right now. What's good is bad and what's bad is good. The Fed took away the punch bowl about nine months ago, and in so doing, they also harmed a lot of otherwise good real estate projects by making them unaffordable almost overnight. It will take a recession and a continued drop in inflation to see interest rates lowered. The market is clearly signaling by virtue of the yield curve inversion that they expect short-term interest rates to drop. This is the so-called Fed pivot, and we're seeing a wide variation in interest rate quotes for commercial real estate projects the appetite for conventional real estate projects is probably not going to reappear in earnest until we start to see interest rates stabilize. And this is one of those times when real estate investors are actually wishing for a recession. Well, the good news is we actually have one, just they won't admit it. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.